Hi, I'm Isha. Hi, I'm Sanjana. And we welcome you to Figuring Out Loud. Free-flowing conversations on daily happenings and life experiences. Today, we are figuring out loud how we feel about being constantly available through our phones. So, nowadays we see people going for holidays and vacations to really remote places, be it staycations, treks, hikes. You know, the USB has almost become no connectivity. In fact, even Airbnbs are advertising that there's no reception here or that they will give their Wi-Fi, but only in the lobby areas. In fact, forget remote areas. Even when you go to a restaurant in the heart of the city, they don't give the Wi-Fi and they put up posters to the effect of, say, don't be on your phone or just enjoy the meal, be in the moment, be mindful. So such places are coming up and being fancied and appreciated for their own charm. And that makes us think that while in today's day and age, being constantly connected, uh, having your mobile phone, smartphones is an advantage, uh, it has its afflictions as well. And today, Isha and I are figuring out loud what works for us and what doesn't. So, Isha, what do you think it is that makes these places and these experiences desirable to you? So, I think the biggest charm for me about uh, such experiences and places is that there I choose to not be available on my phone or to other people online. And that's also something the other people around are choosing along with me. And then uh, it also helps me personally disconnect completely. Otherwise, what happens is if you're trying to do this at your home or anywhere else, because let's say you feel something is important enough to get back to the phone, so you do that. You generally give in to that temptation. But if you don't really have a choice, so that's a forced mechanism, which is an irony, a forced mechanism to do something that you really want to do. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what makes it attractive for me. I totally agree that it's a choice you're making to go away and truly get a break from, you know, the world where you're constantly connected, overstimulated. It's almost exhausting. So you just want to switch off and go away. And I agree on the point that it's kind of a no option guarantee. Like it's a definite timeout because in, in the real life, I don't think a genuine timeout is possible because of phones constantly being around. The expectation that people have from you to be reachable at all. All times it just creates a very uh, funny ecosystem you know where we just either people expect it of us or we are constantly anxious about being reachable as well because that's how it's become these days even so much so that when you do go away say I've gone for a long trek or a yoga class and I've literally switched off my phone and kept it away <laughs> people from my home or you know anybody it can be a friend it can be a colleague it can be somebody from the family is trying to get in touch with you and if you haven't responded in the next two to three hours it almost becomes worrisome for them. And that's the standard we have set up for each other. So I think going away to such places is almost like a rebel act also. At least it feels like it. Sometimes, in fact, when you really want to get in touch also with someone and if you're in a remote place or in a place with bad connectivity, that also triggers me. I'm personally sharing that it's one thing to want to go away and be peaceful, but we're so dependent on our phones and we're so used to it. I think maybe I can even say addicted to it that when you really want to get in touch and you can't by cause of bad signals or no reception, it can actually make you more anxious and restless. So it's a funny dichotomy. It's actually interesting. So while you see that as an act of rebel, I think for me personally, it's more about feeling less guilty. 
So the way you spoke about expectations that you have to respond to someone. And I think my people leasing comes a lot in my own way to really be able to disconnect or be available as much as I want. Because while I'm at home or when I know that I have that connectivity, then I can't really not be available the whole time. But when I am somewhere out, then, you know, the expectation is not there because it's not me who's doing that. It's it's the situation or it's, let's say, the rule of the place or it's not logistically possible. So I was also reflecting back on my experience of my first uh, Vipassana course, which is this 10 day long silent meditation where you have to deposit your phones for those 10 days. So the first thing that they talk about in Vipassana is that if you're not able to connect to someone, that's also fine. And it's it's just for 10 days because we also make our part in others' lives much bigger than it really is. And that's also so much true for, for work, at least. Because I know that I had been initially wanting to go to Vipassana for, for five years. And I wasn't because it was always about that, okay, I would not be able to respond to emails or I would not be able to tell people uh, what if they wanted something and I'm not able to give it to them or help them out. But when I did that, it wasn't that the workplace burned down or something. Everything was fine. So I think it's also about how we want to live in that comfort zone. And then at the same time, just just not question the way we are living. Yeah, I think that's also something that makes such experiences desirable to me. Because for me, then it's also a constant reminder that, yes, I should not give myself so much importance in others' lives. And then at the same time, also practice not always feeling guilty by being unavailable to someone when I also want a break for myself. Yeah, I agree. In fact, when you were talking, I was taken back to, you know, these um, examples of how uh, talking of work, how some companies, you're not even allowed to send out emails after 6pm, like uh, in Europe, mostly. And things like if you go on a vacation, I was uh, reading somewhere that uh, if somebody uh, sends you an email, it won't even give out an email, you know, the company email won't even give out an automatic email reply that this person so and so is on vacation from this day to this date and will reply to you when they're back. That is not even an option. What will happen is that that email will get deleted. And you will oh, wow. come back. Yeah, you will come back to an inbox, uh, which was exactly how you left it when you went for a break. And that is just, it's so comforting because that makes you really, truly enjoy your holiday and not be preoccupied by uh, work or this email might have come in or this client might have reached out and, you know, so on and so forth. By the way, the, the, just the thought, while it's comforting for you, it's already <laughs> making me uncomfortable. I don't think I would be okay with such emails getting deleted automatically. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. So I think there was six to it that it would be uh, sent to your email after you've come back. But I remember reading it and finding it a good policy, a good company policy. And I, I forget yeah. the details, but I think it's working for them. So, but okay, coming back to something simpler, maybe no emails after 6 p.m. At least that's something because whenever I've worked uh, for someone else, I've worked on emails, I've worked on drafts, I've sent out emails even at like 3 a.m., 2 a.m. And that's the constant availability that I I think we're trying to discuss today, right? That that can get really overwhelming, which is why going away feels like a good break, a good respite. And that brings me to what do we do then when we come back from these vacations or these days where we've had zero connectivity and you come back, what are, say, your preferences or your tendencies? 
days and what do you do to cope with how sometimes it can be a little overwhelming the the connection the notifications the emails the missed calls so i remember uh, at least around 6 to 7 years back i would not keep my mobile data on the whole time so it was only let's say twice or thrice in a day that i would switch it on then see what are the whatsapp messages and everything else that's going on and because i would always manage my work on my laptop so that's going on only till the time that i'm working but yeah it's not been the same now because a lot of work conversations also happen on whatsapp so a few things or a few preferences for me are also just having i think less notifications or less distractions to think about and they also then help me switch off because at least there's no external trigger to check the phone and then i've also kept my whatsapp notifications on mute i do not have any uh, social media apps in fact i'm not even on uh, instagram or facebook i do have a linkedin where again the notifications are off and one of the other things that i would do is at night after around 9 pm i would have my phone on do not disturb and there's this option of focus mode on android phones where it would automatically disable a few apps so whatsapp is one of those apps and then i would not look at my phone 2 hours before i sleep then it's also not the first thing that i do when i uh, wake up so i would have at least one hour where i'm just sitting outside in my balcony or meditating or uh, doing my morning journal before i check my phone and i'd also noticed in the past that whenever i would not do that the day did not go really well for me so i wasn't let's say at my best or i wasn't really feeling so centered and grounded overall but one of the other things that has happened uh, just recently to me is uh, this new place of work that i'm working with i'm, I'm like so excited generally uh, about working and seeing that okay what's happening what else can i do that all this system that i made for myself has gone for a toss so even if i have that focus mode on i will uh, still you know keep disabling the focus mode for some time and checking my whatsapp my email and then i also generally tend to wake up early these days just because of that excitement and then the excitement is also that okay let me see if there's any new notification or any new mail and then i'll get to it right away so yeah i do have some preferences but um, i don't think i'm doing a good job to keep all my tendencies in check at least in the recent past <laughs> but yeah the hope is to definitely get back to it i think um, of course even i've recognized the need to have a system in place uh, so that you're not constantly on your phone and you know overstimulated by it even i do similar things i have a sleep mode on my phone that gets activated automatically at 10 pm every night and my phone doesn't make any sound <laughs> till 7 am the next morning further it's not like 7 am i'm on my phone as well i also practice a morning routine which uh, does not involve my phone so it's on do not disturb till around 9:30 in the morning After that also my phone is permanently on silent mode I do not like it ringing loudly I do not like messages or notifications coming in that you know distract me like from whatever I'm doing and now while that gives me a lot of peace and I know I truly enjoy my calm my nothingness during you know those kind of moments and when i'm doing something also i feel my productivity gets totally affected if my phone is constantly there to distract me so all these small attempts have existed uh, in my life for years now 
I mean, I am on. I'm guilty of being on Instagram. But even when they like a few months ago uh, started this timer that you know you can put a timer as to how many hours you want to spend on it, and I remember putting one hour a day. And I'm very proud to say that I've never gotten that pop up um, that I've spent more than an hour in a day. I've still not gotten that alert. So I'm definitely limiting its use, and it's a constant endeavor. to not be on the phone and uh, while i am very happy with it and i don't really feel uh, there's no fear of missing out as such i do feel like people around me constantly telling me oh why don't you answer your phone or oh, we message you didn't even reply and earlier i used to feel really guilty about this so speaking of guilt i'd be like oh my god no i think i need to look at my phone to reply to people and be in touch with people but now i've come to terms uh, in in my you know small little journey where i tell people that you know what i'm not a phone person and uh, it's okay and i will reply to you when i can and if i don't if i forget it's really not the end of the world <laughs> so that's how i reply to you know friends families of course with colleagues and when you're working it's a whole different ball game but uh, there also having a strict timing and all of that is something that i did or had come up with where you know i won't look at my phone after 7 pm and i won't look at it before 9 am in the morning when it came to work related stuff it's a little problematic because nowadays we even work on whatsapp so i remember having some whatsapp groups uh, work related that i star them and then they are prioritized so to say that i do look at them when a message comes through and then the rest of it is just always muted and you know like you mentioned being excited about your new job right now and you know just uh, kind of overextending yourself and letting all the systems that you've put in place uh, with a lot of effort <laughs> go down the drain i have done that so many times in my life because that's exactly what my personality is also especially in a new exciting job and sadly i have always reached a burnt out stage and uh, that has made me always fall back on a system and now is a forever promise to myself that whenever i'm excited <laughs> about new work i'm still going to stick with my routine i'm still going to give myself that time and space and sanity of you know not constantly being available whether it be friends family or even work colleagues Yeah even at my workplace two colleagues that I most closely work with they are also not always on WhatsApp or they are not replying let's say even sometimes within one or two hours and it's fine so i don't think there's any expectation from the other side that i have to be so prompt but i think that's again one of my tendencies to not leave anything unreplied or not let anyone wait for a long time at least uh, if it's in my control and it also in my mind comes from the expectations or that guilt that okay what would the other person feel if i'm doing this so for now at least uh, removing the last scene and the message read option from my whatsapp has also helped me get rid of that guilt a bit more that okay because those people don't know whether i've seen their message or not so if i reply a little later it might be fine because uh, they're not expecting me to reply right away but I have a lot of respect for people who can you know sometimes reply let's say after half a day or after a whole day and it's not coming from ego it's just that they're able to disconnect and focus on what's really important for them in terms of how they want to spend their time and maybe that's what I also want to do for myself and it's bringing me maybe to the next question for our discussion which is how would you really like it to be for yourself 
ideally, I guess with the conversation we're having, obviously it's nice to go for a vacation and a trek and a hike, but I don't want peace of mind to be the reason to go away. I wish I could at home, you know, with, with work and family where I hope whatever I'm working towards right now can just make me content with, with whatever system I put in place and um, yeah, be able to fight this addiction of being online available. I mean, I know I sounded really like composed and where I've said that, you know, I've kind of managed to stick to my systems. Uh, but it's really funny when you spoke about the WhatsApp last scene. <laughs> I haven't been able to do that. Not because I don't want to be the person who's either seen or not, but it, it works both ways. It's like a two-way traffic. So I also will not be able to see the blue ticks to my messages if they've gone through to someone. <laughs> and it's just the weirdest thing. It gives me <laughs> such anxiety to not know if my message has been delivered, you know, because how they've tuned you such that the two blue ticks means that they've received your message. And that gives me a certain calm. So you won't believe it. I have never been able to go to that setting and activate it on WhatsApp <laughs> till date. It's been years that the feature came in. But yeah, so we all have our shortcomings, I think. We're obviously part of of this way of life now it's very integral to how we operate and function and obviously it has its benefits but the overwhelming part of it is a struggle it's a weird addiction and uh, yeah to constantly even see what's coming in what's not coming in I just wish I get better and better at it so you know on whatsapp i think it's uh, it was very thoughtful of uh, the product team to do it both ways because uh, if you want to leave someone let's say in that uncertain situation it's also good that you practice it for yourself <laughs> Um, it's it's all about us being okay not always being in control of the situations and then also being okay with uncertainties and I think my wishful mind is obviously going back to the era of landlines where you know you would just oh, like wow. really necessary and I think that's why I really like the way both of us communicate through voice notes where let's say if I have the urge you know this is something that happened or you know this is a thought that's coming to my mind let me just tell Sanjana so rather than calling you leave you a voice note so that helps me be connected but then at the same time maybe that's my mini version of uh, going back to those landline days in a in a bigger scheme of things again going back to having that routine of having some time just away from my phone which is at least two hours before I sleep and then at least one hour after I wake up and then I guess even uh, during the day I want to reduce my overall screen time it's it's also interesting that when I'm feeling like really good and I'm involved in in a few things then the screen time would be around let's say two hours in total but then there are days when I'm not feeling so good it can go up to five hours and then Mm. make me wonder if it's actually the other way around and I guess the last thing for me it's about am I okay with replying to someone's messages a bit later if they're not urgent it's just having that self-restraint in terms of not being always connected and not feeling guilty about prioritizing myself or my time so yeah that's my hope for myself and I think it all boils down to that constant stimulation of your mind the distractions that it brings uh, and how much it consumes you it's really worth looking back and wanting to simplify it for yourself and you know just having a good system in place so that we can all uh, benefit from technology in general but not really get consumed by it <laughs>